Would you open in your Bibles to one of the most misapplied passages of Scripture, a very familiar one? Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42, in a passage about Martha and Mary. Would you please stand for the reading of God's Word? Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But from personal intimacy with Jesus, and I pray, Lord, that you would draw us back this morning and in the days to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Maybe seated. It's one of the most misapplied passages of Scripture because people have used this text to say that a contemplative life is more valuable than a life of service. And so if you really want to follow Jesus, then you will live a contemplative life. And if you really want to be faithful, then you might even devote yourself to a monastery. Just get away from the cares of of this life and just focus on Jesus and don't do anything else. And that's not what this text is about. This text is about prioritizing intimacy with Jesus. We're called to a life of service. We're called to diligent ministry. We're to pursue good works that God has prepared in advance for us to do. And His grace is for us to do good works. But our ministry and our service to the Lord Jesus cannot replace personal intimacy with Jesus. And maybe for some of us here today, you've gotten into patterns in your life where you find yourself serving and serving a lot, and you count that as your personal intimate time with Jesus. What we're going to see in here, it's not just about communing with Jesus as you do good works. That's not what this is about because we should be communing with Jesus as we do good works. But it's about listening. And it's about listening to his words. Let's look first of all 
I want us to see three things. Number one, welcome Jesus into your house. Number two, sit at the feet of Jesus and listen. And number three, make personal communion with Jesus your number one priority. Let's look at number one, verse 38. Welcome Jesus into your house. Verse 38 says, now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Now, we know more about Mary and Martha from the account in John chapter 11. John chapter 11, verse 1, now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus. This family, he had a very close relationship with these with this family. Martha had welcomed him into her life. She had a relationship with him. Mary had welcomed him into her life. Lazarus had welcomed him into his life. These, these people knew Jesus and loved him very much. And really, before we can get into prioritizing intimate communion with Jesus, we've got to come to know Him. We've got to surrender to Him. We've got to see Him for who He is, the Lord of lords, the King of kings, the one who has come to save us from the impending wrath of God that is coming upon our sins. Jesus came and lived a perfect life under the law so that he could stand in the place of sinners as a man, the God-man, and bear the wrath of God in the place of sinners. And on the cross, he was crucified as a substitutionary atonement for sinners like us. He bore the wrath of God in his body on the tree. And he, he bore our sins in his body on the tree. And by his wounds, we are healed. And he was raised again on the third day, proving that he was the one that his sacrifice was accepted, that sinners were redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And the first thing is we've got to come to know him as our personal Lord and Savior. That's first. And there are many people here today who've been walking with Jesus for a long time, and I praise the Lord for that. But you may be here today and have not yet come to know him as your Savior. And I would implore you to trust in Jesus as your Savior today. Welcome Jesus into your life. Number two, 
sit at the feet of Jesus and listen. Look at verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. Now this is important because she was listening to his words. She was listening to him teach. And remember, he taught as one who was not like the scribes and Pharisees. He taught with authority. He taught the Word of God from the very mouth of God. C.H. Spurgeon says, Come, my soul, sit at Jesus' feet and learn of Him this day. Come, my soul, and sit at Jesus' feet and learn of Him this day. I had Chandler write that in one of my Bibles. If y'all know, I, I try to, to just tear up, mark up, go through and devour a new Bible every year. And it's for my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren that I would be able to pass that down as an inheritance. I want them to see where I've been in the Word, to be able to read what I've written down over all of these years. And each year, there's a special theme that I find in the Word, and I'll usually have that written in the front of the Bible. And one year it was, come my soul and sit at Jesus' feet and learn of Him this day. This year, as I was going through Joshua, in Joshua 3, 9, it says, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. Isaiah 55, I love this passage. And it says this, it says, Come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Watch this. Listen diligently to me and eat what is good. And delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live. You see, that's what Mary was doing. She was listening. She was feeding on rich food at the feet of Jesus. That's what this is about, is feeding on the rich food of the Word of God, sitting at the feet of Jesus. I think so many times our quiet time is made up of us yapping rather than listening. And maybe we've replaced our quiet time with our drive to work, which may be 30 minutes, and we are just communing with Jesus. 
And we're talking and maybe we're being quiet, maybe we're being listening, but it could be that we've replaced that with opening the Word of God and listening. And I believe that's what we need. We need to feed on the rich food of the Word of God. We need to listen. We need to come and listen to the words of the Lord your God. In John chapter 15, a familiar passage, we know about abiding in Jesus. Watch this. John chapter 15, verse 4, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. You might say, what does abide mean? It means to dwell, to remain, to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. He goes on to say in verse 7, if you abide in me, and watch this, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. See, abiding in Jesus is not just us talking to Jesus. And I think we've gotten that confused sometimes. And, and I'm not saying we don't need to pray more. Yes, we need to pray more. Yes, we should have confidence in asking. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. The problem is so many times we have neglected abiding in his word. I remember reading something from George Mueller who said that his quiet time was transformed when he read the Word of God first and then prayed flowing out of what he read. He said so many times he, he had neglected that. He, he started praying and he maybe opened his Bible and he started praying and he went through his whole list before he got to his Bible and he got distracted. He wandered off. How many of you ever wander off in your praying? Okay, we got a couple honest people. And we're going to open up the altar and have a time for repentance at the end of the service. We all get distracted. We start thinking about many things, even as we're praying. Rather than reading the Word of God and feasting on the richness of the food of His Word, and having our souls fed and saturated, we come to Jesus 
and ask him anything. Sit at the feet of Jesus and listen. We got two ears and one mouth, right? So listen twice as much as you talk. How about that? What if we were to open our Bibles and read the Word of God twice as much as we spend time praying? You might say, well, that doesn't sound good. If we get in the Word more, we're going to pray more. In fact, if we get in the Word more and listen to Jesus, we're going to serve more. We're not going to serve less. We're going to serve more. But we're going to be serving with a full soul. We're going to be serving with great gladness and great joy because we've been filled up. So, so many times we're burdened and, and serving with with emptiness and a lack of joy because we haven't been filled up. We've replaced our quiet time with much serving. And we need to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen. Number three, make personal communion with Jesus your number one priority. Verses 40 to 42, but Martha was distracted with much serving. The word for distracted means she was dragged away. She was pulled away. Something was pulling her away. Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, Do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Do you not notice what's happening here? I am in the kitchen preparing this meal, preparing a feast, and my sister, Lazybones, is sitting there not helping me. Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. There's one translation that says, Martha, Martha, you are fretting and fussing about so many things. And the implication is, stop, stop. You are... Anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Don't you like that? Jesus makes it simple. One thing. One thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion. And the one thing that is necessary is the good portion that Mary has chosen. The one thing. which is sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to him and learning from him. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken from her. 
Make personal communion with Jesus your number one priority. And in order to do that, you've got to plan for it. See, the problem is many of us don't plan for it. We don't plan around it. We don't protect that personal, intimate time with Jesus where we open his word and listen to him. See, the whole Bible is the word of Christ. When Paul says in Colossians, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, he's not just talking about red letters. He's talking about the whole of the word of God, the whole counsel of God. And you've got to plan for it. You've got to make time. So it doesn't mean necessarily cutting back your ministry schedule. It may, and you've got to discern that. But most likely it won't. It may mean you've got to have a disciplined time to open the Word of God and listen. I can remember when when I really first started walking with Jesus and I heard people talking about a quiet time and I was like, I can't do it. And, and I didn't plan for it and I didn't guard it and I didn't plan around it. It just, I tried to make it happen and it didn't happen. And I can remember I was a young man in business and I found myself getting to work early And I knew I didn't have to be inside, even though everything was pulling me to go inside and get started on the day. I didn't have to. And I carved out this time to where I would sit in my car until the appropriate time and open the Bible and read. And I started with a chapter. I can remember I started with a chapter in the Gospel of John. That's what everybody said, start in John. And that's what I did. I started in John and just started reading a portion. And every day, and the hunger grew and grew and grew. And some of you need to start reading your Bibles. And it's never too late. Today you can start and plan for that time and prioritize that time and plan around that time. Guard it. Make personal communion with Jesus your number one priority. Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching, but Martha was distracted with much serving. There's a big difference between diligent serving and distracted serving. Between joyful serving and anxious serving. Martha, Martha, you're anxious, you're fretting about many things. There's a big difference between serving to bless and serving to impress. Serving to honor and serving to be honored or to be well thought of. You see, Jesus' gentle rebuke of this sweet woman whom he loved and She loved him, Martha, 
He said, Martha, Martha, even the doubling of her name is significant. He's being gentle towards her. You're anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Stop in the kitchen. I know the meal is going to be wonderful, but it, it doesn't ha- you don't have to go over the top. Just come and sit at my feet and listen. Mary, that's what Mary's chosen to do, and it's the one thing necessary. And so many times we think of excellence in ministry, and yes, we should pursue excellence, amen? We don't have to pursue excess. This is about excess. This is the difference between serving to bless, to minister, and to care for, and to impress. So many times we think our ministry has to be perfect. Perfection? No, Jesus is after faithfulness. Jesus is pleased by faithful service, not fretful service. Serving Jesus in practical ways must not take the place of sitting at his feet and listening to him. Much serving should flow from much listening. Our passage is not dealing with an inherent problem with being busy and serving the Lord. See, a lot of times people read this passage and they're like, I'm just too busy. I'm just too busy. And that's not what it's about. Maybe she hadn't had your quiet time. And you're burdened because you're serving in your own strength. You haven't been filled up. Your soul hasn't been fed. So it's not about something inherent in being busy serving. That's not what it's about. It is, however, addressing the kind of serving that is frenzied, overburdened, void of peace and void of joy. The kind of serving that drags us away from the one necessary thing. Sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening. Practical ministries for Jesus must not replace personal intimacy with Jesus. Let me say that again. Practical ministries for Jesus must not replace personal intimacy with Jesus. Don't skip your quiet time in order to serve him. Plan, prioritize it, plan for it, plan around it, and guard it. Protect your quiet time. Prioritize it. Make it the number one priority. And I promise you, you will have plenty of time to serve and plenty of energy to serve. 
Just don't miss filling your soul with good food. Don't get dragged away by good things and miss the one thing. Stop your frenzied serving. So many times we're evaluating everyone around us. You notice that we do that. We look around, look at everybody, what they're doing, how they're serving, and we give them a score, one to 10, this person's serving faithfully, this person's too busy. And we do that to justify our own actions, don't we? We look at what everybody else is doing so we can justify what we're doing. And usually it's so we don't have to change anything we're doing. We like what we're doing. And sometimes we get bothered. Have you ever gotten bothered with somebody? They're just, they're so busy. They're just doing everything. And every time I see them, they're serving the Lord. And they're just too busy. And maybe it's your coming under conviction. When we get bothered with someone else's diligence and passion in serving, it might actually be exposing our own sluggishness and laziness in serving. When we find ourselves criticizing their ministry and saying that they're too busy, they just need to rest. They're too busy. They need to rest. They need to go sit at the feet of Jesus. And the reality is that they may be serving with such passion and energy because they have been at the feet of Jesus and are motivated by his grace and delighted to serve. They're not frenzied, they're just being faithful. And what we need to do is evaluate our own lives and stop evaluating everybody around us. Faithful ministry prioritizes listening to Jesus. So maybe today you just need to do a couple things. Maybe you need to renew your commitment to your personal time with Jesus and prioritize Bible reading to hear his voice. Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. Open your Bible and listen to the Lord your God speak. And maybe you start with a paragraph and read it and listen and pray and pray out of that passage for your list and commune with Jesus. That's what he wants is intimate communion with you. Abide in him and let his word abide in you. And ask anything, and it will be done for you. So some of us, some of us need to renew a commitment to personal 
Bible reading as a part of our quiet time. And, and I know many of us have devotions. You might have five devotion books that you're reading. But brothers and sisters, let me tell you that your devotional book should never substitute your reading the Word of God. There are wonderful things, and I love commentaries, and I love books that teach me about Jesus and teach me how to understand His Word, and that is wonderful. And the devotional readings that you have could be wonderful, but if they replace your Bible reading, I would say make some adjustments in your quiet time. Let the Word of God be preeminent in your quiet time. Let God speak. He is the only God who has spoken. And He has spoken fully and completely in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Come and listen to the words of the Lord your God. I'm not saying we should pray less. I'm saying we should read our Bibles more. And maybe, Lord willing, more prayer will come forth. And maybe, Lord willing, more serving will come forth. Maybe it will move some of us out of sluggishness in serving to faithfulness in serving because we've been with Jesus. You remember the disciples? The rabbis and the, the scholars they just couldn't understand how this group of fishermen talked like they talked. And the only thing that they could conclude was they had been with Jesus. Have you been with Jesus today? And are you planning to be with Jesus tomorrow? and Tuesday, and Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday, and every day? Are you making plans? Are you blocking off the time? You've got an appointment with the, an appointment with the King who has spoken to you, and He has words that He wants to teach you and to speak to you every day. Just open your Bible, and you will listen to his words. Amen. So some of us need to rearrange our schedules. Some of us may need to slow down a little bit, but it could be you just need to have your quiet time and things will change. Some of us need to repent for judging other people and their ministries. We just need to Focus on our faithful service to the Lord. Encourage other people in their ministries. But stop the criticizing and looking down on other people. Entrust people to Jesus. And finally, there may be somebody here today that needs a Savior. You go to sleep every single night burdened with your sins. You know that you're not forgiven. You know that if you were to die tonight, you would spend an eternity separated from God in a Christless eternity in a place of torment called hell forever. And maybe today you would say, I'm tired. 
of trying to do it on my own. I'm tired of trying to live this perfect life that I cannot live. And surrender your life to Jesus, the one who did live the perfect life, the only one who can reconcile you to a holy God. Would you surrender to Jesus today? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word, and I pray that you would bring forth much fruit for your glory today. As your word goes forth, and as you change us, as you wash us with the water of your word today, thank you that every week you wash us. Thank you that every week you cleanse us, and you will present us to yourself spotless one day. I pray that that you would find us faithful, that you would find us pursuing you with all of our hearts. So Lord, give grace today. Bring about life change. Pray that we would be a people who feast on the word of God, that our souls are fed every single day. That we would pursue the one thing, the one thing that is necessary, sitting at your feet and listening to your voice. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.